welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold Moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Today, we are here with B2B marketing consultant, author, podcaster, speaker, Pam Didner. Pam Didner has been in the tech and IT segment for over 20 years with experience in marketing, sales, enablement, strategic planning, finance, product development, and operations. She is the current president of Portland-based consulting firm, Relentless Pursuit, and has advised organizations across the world, including Intel, Southwest Airlines, 3M, Sunstar, Cisco, TE Connectivity, and many more. She is the author of the book entitled Effective Sales Enablement, Global Content Marketing, and The Modern AI Marketer, all available for purchase at Barnes & Noble and on Amazon. Hi, Pam. Hey, wonderful. It's awesome to be on your show. Yes, thank you. I love reading. I was just telling you that I love reading all the things, (laughs) all the clout that you've written these books. Yes, that you've talked to Intel, you know, helped all these people because it's important, you know? You can can be modest about it, but I'm going to tell everyone all of the good things that you do. (laughs) You rock. rock. I really appreciate that. Well, tell us a little bit more about what you do. All of all of these all these big buzzwords. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> oh, the- thanks a lot. <laughs> so I'm literally uh, a B2B person. Can you yeah. tell? I'm like a B2B through. I look <laughs> kind of boring. If you know, I'm listening, you cannot see no. me. But you know, definitely can actually see me. I'm like kind of boring, but I'm a B2B person. So in general, what I have done is working with enterprises on the marketing effort, but mostly um, around content marketing, account-based marketing, and also enabling sales. So it's really building the sales and marketing alignment. Yeah. So when you say enabling sales and kind of like enablement, what does that mean? That's a great question. You know, enabling or this specific term probably means different, have different definitions to people. Yeah. And, but if we are thinking like in terms of enabling, it's really like you are enable somebody to do something. Mm-hmm. That means you are providing the tools, you provide the process for that person to succeed. Yeah. So it's a sales enabling kind of like in the B2B world, a lot of time you sell complex products. Mm-hmm. Even you sell software, it does require some explanation. If you sell manufacturing product, it probably requires some explanation in terms of how that piece of equipment worked. Yeah. So a lot of time the salespeople need information and you need to have that information to enable them so they can do their job, which is selling your products and services. Yeah. And for longest time in the B2B world, when people say sales enablement or sales enabling, it's really that sales trainings and also sales onboarding. Mm-hmm. It's you have to prep, excuse me, you have to prep your sales team well so they can go out and be on the front line to close the deals. Gotcha. Interesting. I know. Is that complicated? I know. So- no, no, it's not complicated. I'm like a nerd over here. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> loving, loving all of it. So how did you know that like this was this was your sweet spot, especially working and assisting businesses to 
perform better for a- you know that's a great question i think that's also related to probably a little bit of soul searching you know mm. soul searching like how do you know like you in just yeah. like you find your sweet spot or like your passion to coach right. or to actually help other women succeed you know honestly i didn't grow up to be like oh i'm gonna help enable salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more or less kind of like my job has taken and, and making a different turns. Yeah. It's probably 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, I move, Frank, uh, I move actually, I was a CPA. Mm. I was certified public accountant. Yeah. Yeah. And due to a twist of fate and the, the different career changes, and I somehow end up in the marketing world. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the role I was in, in the past, I was supporting sales team and I was like, oh, you know what? I cannot be a salesperson, but I'm very good at supporting them. Right, right. (laughs) So I somehow found that niche. You know, if you ever watch the TV series, The West Wing, right? I would never be the President Ballet. Right. I'm I'm a Leo. I'm actually a very good chief of staff. Yeah. So somehow I found my niche that I'm, I'm very good at supporting people yep. and uh, help other people succeed. Yeah. And, uh, but I get my spotlight somewhere else, like sure. writing a book. Yeah. And that kind of thing. So, yeah. I think that's, oh, that's such a, a good point of when you are doing that soul searching and, and doing that for myself and speaking to people that are service providers. Like, yeah. yes, you know, we own our own businesses and and things like that. But some of us are just like, I just want to help yeah. other rock stars yeah. shine. You know, like, I just totally want to help you <laughs> do it. I just want to hang out here. I don't want to be, you know, famous. I always said, like, if I was ever famous, I'd want to be like costume designer famous or like, you know, sound like behind the scene. Yeah. yeah. You and yeah. I are very similar from yeah. that perspective. <laughs> I never want to be like on the center stage. Right. But I want to be like, be part of something. Right. And behind the curtain, make somebody a, a rock star. Yeah, and exactly. I never be part. I never is one of them. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now, I will say that if, you know, Michelle Obama or Oprah calls or whatever, you I will- why You are right there. I get it. <laughs> I will show up and I will be all right. There. You know what? I will definitely be there. <laughs> yeah. But until then, you know, I'm just helping other people shine. And I, and I love it, you know, and I think that's, yeah, kind of what you were getting to is just helping them to, to do better and speak you know, I think project managers and people who do, you know, yeah. product development and stuff and yeah, being in that middle to help, you know, the, the business partners and the sales or the engineers or the web developers or whatever speak the same language to help the end user yes. um, and how critical that work is. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You know, a lot of time people kind of see that as you're right, project management or middle person. But yeah. uh, somehow it's actually very important. You acted as a lubricant yeah. to actually bring two sides together. And I've, I have discovered that part of it is actually critical. And also it helped me to realize, try to think from others' perspective. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, like, like when I work with engineers and I need to think from engineers' perspective. When I work with sales, I need to think from their, their perspective. Right. So, and that actually made me a whole lot more empathetic in terms of how, how I communicate with others. Right, right. Yeah. And then ultimately thinking about the end user, because we can all get into our 
into our thing and overcomplicate things or whatever. And the end user is like, I'm just trying to log on to this website or whatever it is. I'm just trying to exactly. use this product, exactly. right? Um, we yeah. can complicate things, you know, way more. So as a, you know, kind of consultant and provider for, for businesses, like how do you market to them? Which is oh, still different than marketing to <laughs> real question. Yeah. It? And uh, marketing is actually very hard um, yeah. for service provider, especially uh, individual consultant like me, even though yeah. I have a boutique agency. And uh, because I'm not well known, right? Yeah. And uh, so, and also when you sell services, so services are intangible, mm -hmm. right? You cannot smell, you cannot see, and right. you cannot touch. Yeah. And uh, a lot of time, from my perspective, if you are selling services and you have to demonstrate your expertise or uh, it has to through something that's tangible. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, that something is content. Yeah. Is it possible that I'm not saying that you have to write blogs every day. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you need to have a book and I'm not saying you have to have a video, but you need to be out there and talk about yourself, but not yeah. talking about yourself, say, hey, look, look at how good I, you know, how pretty <laughs> I am, not that. Yeah. You really have to talk about like your expertise in the context of the challenges that the customers that you want to reach to that, mm -hmm. that facing. Right. right? And right. so from my perspective, you know, I'm not saying blog um, is the way to do it, but writing or communications through video, some sort of phone, like even podcast, is a good way to get your knowledge out there. Right. The bottom line is the best way to market yourself is best is basically use a, a specific platform or certain things to showcase your expertise. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely it. It's using your expertise. And in a world that has a lot of niche related people, I'm, I'm, you know, in also in the marketing space and operations space, and we have our own secret sauce and things that we do, but there are a bajillion of me's-ish out there, right? Yeah, so yeah. how do we communicate what we do, how we do it differently, and, and the people we do it for? Yeah, and also, you know, talk about, I'm not saying give your secret sauce away, right. but you need to use that as the way to differentiate yourself Yes, and say you have this process, you have this framework that will make you a rock star. Yeah, and talk a little bit about that, but you know, not giving your secret sauce away. But yeah. again, it's really communicating, get yourself out there. Yeah. Right, right. So, are you finding that you know sites like LinkedIn or Google My Business or whatever is kind of Twitter maybe are kind of big areas? Yes, for you um, and yeah. Yeah, so it depends. Now I'm not speaking about myself because mine is more on the B2B related. But right. for your audience that who are listening, who are aspiring entrepreneurs and uh, that starting your own business and own your own business, you have to think a little bit more in terms of who is your target audience and where do they go. If your business is very local, then you have to build your reputation within, you know, local um, area. Then... Google local, the, my business and the, at the local level is very critical. Yeah. If you, and uh, if you are a customer actually on the Facebook, on, on Facebook constantly, maybe the Facebook pay ads, you know, within 60 miles of your um, location makes a uh, better sense. My recommendation on anybody who is doing marketing, marketing is hard. I don't know what other people said. And there's a lot of books out there and say, oh, 
make marketing simple and easy. Marketing is never simple and it's never easy. That's just made that very clear. Yeah. Okay. Because marketing comes in so many different forms. Yeah. Right. And uh, what forms or what channel you are choosing to use, it really depends on how you're going to reach out to your audience. Yep. So that comes back. And you mentioned this before, I think in one of your email that you sent it to me is understand your audience. Yeah. And I think understanding your audience will drive in terms of what channel you're going to use. Right. And that will also drive in terms of how you want to communicate with, with them. Yeah, definitely. I think one of um, the things that we do with ProSavvy and working with our clients is like, yes, there's a guru, there's a book, there's a whatever structure for all of the things. But right. none of it matters if we don't know your goals and where your audience, audience lives. <laughs> you, what is your goal? And it's good. Right. know yourself. Yeah. 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 And know yourself. Absolutely. So, so yes, this guru or this book says to, you know, write four blogs a day and then turn those blogs into seven social media posts and then jump onto stories and do, you know, all of that stuff. But it's, it could be that that makes no sense because your your target audience is 75 year old men you know so they're not in any of these places and what a waste of time you just yeah, can't exactly on all of that I do um, agree I think a lot of people when they read the literature about marketing they yeah. focus on the talk the the tactics yeah oh you should do this you should be on the social media platform you should be on Facebook but right. At the end of the day, it's what you want to accomplish, and you're yeah. right, and also what you want to do, you know, yeah. know yourself and also your audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as we talk about books, tell me about how all your books are better than all the other books that are out there talking about all the things. I don't know if my book... I'm just kidding. My book's not better. Um, yeah. It's but, but I can talk about in terms of when you will need my book. Yeah. And uh, so if you are looking to scale your content across different regions mm -hmm. the first book is really about looking to a process how you can repurpose refresh and also reuse your content and scale that to different regions and different countries so that's called global content marketing mm -hmm. but it's more kind of like how can we scale the content across different regions yeah and then second book is effective sales enablement it's basically if you're a marketer supporting sales and uh, the sales are difficult, you know, mm. sometimes. Yeah. And there are many ways to support sales. If you are thinking about some nuggets, how you can better support your sales team, the second mm. book makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the third book is called The Modern AI Marketer. And uh, I got interested in artificial intelligence and also how that would impact uh, the applications of a sales and marketing. So I wrote a little ebook about that. It's not very expensive, $5. And um, uh, on Amazon, it's an ebook. So if you are interested in terms of how artificial intelligence will impact sales and marketing, well, that might be a book for you. Yeah. So see, I mean, I'm not, I know, you know, you are giving me an opportunity to promote my book, but I also want to make it very clear in the context if this book makes sense to you. You know, yeah. don't buy it unless it makes sense. Right, definitely. Yeah, the rise of, of AI in the marketing space, in the content writing space has just blown up in the last couple of years. And it's been super interesting. Like what are some trends that you have seen? That's related to AI. The, the, so just before I dive into a couple of applications and to share with everybody, 
The one thing that you need to understand about artificial intelligence is, first of all, there is no AI marketer that people yep. are building a robot just yet. No, it's not out. It's not there. Yeah. Any kind of artificial intelligence people are talking about tend to be algorithm. Yeah. Right. The algorithm or machine learning or a certain kind of machine learning capability that's built into the software yeah. that you can use. So what people are talking about artificial intelligence is not like there's a robot that people have been built as a marketer or as a salesperson. It's basically a machine learning capability that they built into the software. Yeah. Like a lot of software nowadays, like CIM tools or even marketing automation tool, they actually have a machine learning capability that built into it. They call it AI-based type of tool. Right. So that's one thing I want everybody to understand. Yeah. Second thing is the one form of AI, for example, is for they, they, if you show like my photo a couple of times and that several times, then the, the machine has ability to learn. Then if you feed them several new photos of me, they can recognize and say, oh, yeah, this is Pam. Right? Yeah. So that's the, the image recognition. And at the same time, just like Alexa and also Siri, same thing, right? When you ask a specific question, they are able to answer them because they can put things in the context. Mm -hmm. So imagine that you are writing a phrase, then the artificial intelligence can look at that phrase and basically say, oh, you know, top 10 things, the best place to go in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you write something, the AI can, some artificial intelligence, they call it natural language processing tool, can pull information from different places with one sentence, one phrase that you have written, they can write a paragraph for you automatically, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's a AI generated type of content. But the thing about that is still requires human to edit. Yes, absolutely. Because AI doesn't understand your audience. Yeah. You do. Mm -hmm. So if you actually using tools that you write a couple of phrases and AI can complete your sentences, complete your graph or writing a blog post for you, you still, it still requires you to go in and do the edit and then make it in a way that your audience that will resonate with your audience. Yeah. So one way is basically, you know, writing it for you. Yeah. And the other one is, like I said, because it's a machine learning tools, if you if you enter information, they can do data and uh, analytics and basically predict, you know, what what are the things that you should do based on uh, the information you enter. Right. For example, if you come to my website and you look at, you know, five to 10 different pieces of content, maybe you can use AI to predict what is the next piece of content you will be interested. Mm -hmm. Or I can predict that, hey, you, I can predict your intent. Mm. Are you like seriously thinking about buying from me? Right. Or are you just looking for information, shopping around? Yeah. So that's, I'm not saying AI is perfect. Like right. 100% accurate, but that's the kind of like the direction people is looking to use AI for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've been um, testing a couple services. Like we are writing a lot of content tools like like Jarvis. Jarvis, yes. Yeah. Very common. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch out there. And, you know, with the <clears throat> the different types of, of clients that we work with, a lot of them tend to be coaches um, yeah. and female entrepreneurs, right? And so, you know, not to hurt anyone's feelings, but a lot of the content is similar <laughs> in some of that coaching space, right? So so it's, it's using, you know, Jarvis is nice because it's, you know, 
you can give it, yeah, a couple of sentences or parameters or and then, yeah, uh, content. Even the artificial intelligence, they will write a whole paragraph for you. Yeah, right? yeah. And it'll write a whole blog. I just, they have this like boost mode where it'll write the whole thing. And I'm like, what? And you're totally right. You definitely have to go in there and you're like, that makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it is, it is really interesting because it also is looking and and cutting time in things, you know, like SEO practices within, within your blogs, it's adding some of those things in there, which can save you time. And then also what's, yeah, what's, what's trending and um, what's getting a lot of hits and lots of traffic and, you know, those different types of, of things. And so, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been interesting to see how, you know, AI as a, umbrella term has been I totally agree is that I always advise others don't use that AI or use the tool blindly yeah absolutely uh, you you have to really just just imagine that AI it's kind of like a virtual assistant creating the first draft for you and you have to take that and you have to massage it and create it and make it unique that's yours and absolutely right you know a lot of coaches, both of us, both of us included, maybe yeah. our service offering can be similar, but there is a way to talk about it to showcase our, our uh, uniqueness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So as you've been, you know, kind of doing, you know, this work, what is something that like tends to bring you joy in working with these businesses? And like, what are some things that you just like really geek out about? In, in doing this work. <laughs> I think the things I geek about is when you are telling your clients to do something and their eyes just brighten up and say, I get it. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know how many times we talk about something, they were like, mm, I'm not sure I want to do it. Yep. Or they were like, mm, I'm not sure this is too much work. Yep. And but it's the time that the audi- that the client basically saying, you know what? What you said makes a lot of sense. I totally get it. And let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. And that's kind of like a validation in terms of like what you feel that what you know is actually right. putting a good use. Yes. So that I, 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 I really, really enjoy that part of it. Mm-hmm. And another thing I really enjoy is the ability to, of continuous learning. Mm-hmm. As a consultant, you and, you and I, we know, like even we have our secret sauce, we have yeah. our framework, but the framework may work today and it may not work tomorrow. Right. And we have to constantly like reinvent ourselves or kind of tweak like our framework or our knowledge. So that part of it can be frustrating and challenging, but also fun at the same time because it is a continuous learning part of it that comes with it. And I really like that part. Yeah, absolutely. We have really been diving more into SEO practices and like really learning that. And, you know, in, in the space of, of marketing in general, there's so, there's so much, so to, much to learn so, so much, much. So much. <laughs> and even then I'm like, you know, I've, I've been geeking out on like SEO things. And I was actually talking to a client before and giving her some of those, like, I really think that you should do blah, 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 blah. And explaining it to them. And then, you know, at the end she was like, okay, I get it. Like, let's, let's do it. But yeah, having to, you know, the excitement of learning something new and for it to actually click for us. And then being able to explain that to someone else. I know. It's yeah. wonderful. It's a, yeah. But the learning can be also frustrating at the same time, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Because uh, there's no, like I, there's no amount of time where I can become an SEO expert, expert, expert yeah. you know? 
but you don't have to, right? But I don't have to. Be able to articulate it. And I think the one thing that's important for all the consultants and the coaches out there is ability to the ability to connect different thoughts. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And to know enough and then also being able to register when it's time to outsource. So I know a lot about SEO and I love it and I geek out about it, but I also- I'm not doing that. (laughs) I also have people on my team who are experts at it and they can, you know, Take it from there, you know, what I, what I can't do, right? So I 100% agree to do that. So at the end of, you know, a good chunk of the, my podcast, I, I love to learn a little bit more about you and your process of owning your own business and how you survive. Oh my God. <laughs> I drink a lot. I drink a lot. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Lots of margaritas and wine (laughs) (laughs) to get get through. It's it's hard. Yeah. So first of all, I don't want to paint this picture that it's easy. Yeah. Okay. And the work for yourself, it doesn't matter. It's it's a small business or anything. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody who's wanting to do your own business, you have to understand it's kind of hard. And there are a couple of things I want to share. I'm glad you asked and to talk about my journey a little bit. I was a, a corporate marketer for a long time. I worked in a big corporation for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I only, I left the big corporation in 2014 and decided to work for myself. So that's a massive transition from a job that has many people supporting me and also have a budget. Yes. And down <laughs> to like, I'm on my own. I'm yeah. doing my own thing and I have to create my own budget. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a massive transition, at least yeah. for me. But uh, but I did not make that transition right away. I wanted to leave the big corporation in 2011. I didn't leave until 2014. Mm. So during through that three years, I do quite a bit of soul searching. Yeah. And I also ask myself, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Because it's kind of like jumping off the cliff without parachute. Yep. You know, especially have a bi-weekly paycheck for 20 years. So I kind of mow on it and uh, I also think it through. Mm-hmm. And during that time, and I was like, okay, if I do want to work for myself, you know, what is the path? Yeah. And I feel that I need to have something to validate who I am. So while I was thinking about leaving... I also start thinking, maybe I need to have something. I need to have that secret sauce, just like you indicated. And so, and I started uh, writing a book and I pitched my book to McGraw Hill and they, they kind of bought into it. So I was working full time writing the book and I used that book as a launch pad to leave uh, the the, the company. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I planned it out. That's the number one thing. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't make that. Oh my God. I need to leave. And then yeah. I need, no, I kind of planned it out. So that's one. I'm not saying do it the way I do it. No. Yeah. But you have to find what works for you. Yeah. But I do believe that if you decide to do something completely different, you have to check on your finance. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, you have at least six months to support yourself without, you know, any income. Yeah. And second thing, you need to get your spouse support. Mm-hmm. Don't do it without getting spouse support. I talked yeah. to my husband. And I make sure I got a support before I even, you know, before I jump off yeah. the cliff. No, off the cliff. That's exactly how it felt. And th- those are all the same things that I, that I did. Yeah. Waiting, then, time planning and yeah. Then I had a lot of self-doubt mm-hmm. in uh, the first five years. I've been on my own for seven and a half years now. 
I was not sure I was making the right choice, yeah. uh, at least for the first three years. There's a lot of self-doubt, especially when you are not getting a client, when your pipeline is not full. No matter what you do, you just cannot break through. You know, there's because there's a lot of that. You have a bright moment, but most of the time, you know, you are like, you are hustling. Yeah. And you are not even sure this actually worked. Yeah. Right. right. So I had a lot of self-doubt for the first three or four years. Mm -hmm. And I really kind of feel like, you know what, I can do this. It's probably the fifth year in. Yeah. I'm a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, a lot of people probably reach that conclusion a whole lot faster, but it took me a long time to get yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah, it's a hard work. It is hard work. And yeah. whoever says it isn't, is telling you not the full story. <laughs> yes. Somebody was like, oh, well, that's my calling. Yes, it can be your calling, but I'm telling you, it's not easy. And yeah. somebody actually have, have it easy, well, I'm very happy for them. Yeah. For it was not that easy. Right. So how on those days that are, you know, those days, those weeks, those months that are a little bit more of a of a struggle, how do you find balance and how do you kind of like refill your cup? What are some ways that you do self-care? That's actually a great, that's a good question. Again, come back to my advice, drink yeah. a lot. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> now we're in shots, depending on what it is. A lot of tea, okay? I'm kidding. Yes, lots of tea. Um, With bourbon. I, I don't have, I don't have, um, I know that everybody is looking for that holy grail answer. Even when I have to, for me to get through that difficult time, there are a couple of things. One is I, I do yoga. So yoga, it's kind of like my, my routine and yeah. no what happened, I always make sure I have, I do yoga on almost a daily basis yeah. mm -hmm. and that somehow ground me. So some people are looking for their family to actually ground them. Sure. And I know a friend of mine actually have a wonderful wife. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he was struggling, his wife basically said, you can do this. No problem. Mm -hmm. I'm with you all the way. So that conversation or that support is provide the foundation. For right. me, my husband was great too. But you know, I, most of the time he's an IT manager. I cannot talk to him about my problem. So yeah. I, I can't, I, I kind of just do the yoga helps me tremendously. Yeah. yeah. And, and also I'm, I'm talking about there are times I was trying to, I, I have this like a dilemma. I was like, if this is right for me, like, for example, I don't know about you, for me during the pandemic, especially in 2020, during the whole lockdown from literally March, 2020 until like July. I had nothing. Yeah. Nothing in my pipeline. Like nothing yeah. in my pipeline. You know, so like six months of having nothing, you, you have a lot of self-doubt. Yeah. And I'm rude. like, I need to find a job. <laughs> yeah, time to go back to corporate. I have Some to go back, back to corporate. Yeah. And I did. I actually yeah. applied different jobs. I didn't get it. I was like uh, final candidates on several instances, but I didn't yeah. get a job. But I also believe somebody is out there is probably watching out for me. Totally, yeah. And uh, at a time, I was like, my God, am I like so dated or outdated and that nobody wanted me anymore? And and then, but at the end, I mean, things start coming back and there's yeah. no issue. But you will have that kind of moments like, oh my God, panic moments. Yeah. And that might last for a long time. 
And if that's the case, you somehow, and I don't have a solution for it. Maybe you do. Mm. It's that it's constantly self-checking. It's constantly, yeah. you know, it, this, you have to always ask yourself, if this is something you want to do. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, last week, <laughs> having that exact conversation with well, my, yeah, out, with your and my out, people right? in tears and like, what am I doing? doing? <laughs> oh yeah. I have, I have happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one wants to work with me. What, like, who do I think I am? You know, this imposter yeah. syndrome, like all of those yeah. things. Oh yeah. You? Me, I have that too. Yeah. But then I was talking to a friend that has been doing the coaching for 20 years. Yeah. And when I, when I told her about my problem, she was like, Pam, you know what? That's just part of the deal. Yeah. If you're going to work for yourself, this is the something you have to deal with day in and day out. Yeah. You have to find a way to deal with it. And I mean, she just basically said that. She was right. like, I don't know what you're going to do, but you have to find a way to deal with you it. And she's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's hard to hear that sometimes. It's like, just can someone give me the magic pill? Magic wand. Magic, I yeah. know. Tell me about it. Yeah. But, but... I to sound cliche, I guess, you know, once you do figure it out, like how much better and how much I had someone tell me like, oh, but just imagine the stories you'll tell after you get past this. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. What? Yeah, yeah me face. too. I'm thinking the same. Me too. I'm not sure. Like, okay. Get out of my face. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. struggle I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to hear that. But then once you get there, you're like, okay, fine. They were right. I'm not going to tell them they were right because I'm an Aries, but they said something nice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is. but yeah, no, I think your, your message and just what I really appreciate in this conversation is just sometimes it can be, you know, sunshine and, and roses and everything's going and you have other months and you're like, Oh, I am rich this month or I'm rich right now, you know? And then you have these other lulls that it's like, okay, crap, it's time to reinvent. <laughs> it's time to like, constantly is that every year, the clock starts again on January 1st. Yeah, right. See, that's one thing about doing your own business. Yeah. Right. You know, everything you have done the last year from revenues perspective doesn't count anymore. You have to right. start it again on January yeah. 1st. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. Yeah, it is. So far, you have, I've been very, very lucky. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. And I'm very grateful. But it is, it is hard work. And yeah. I will try to break that down and talk to all my friends when they are yeah. interested in doing it. I was like, think hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it's, it's important. It's such a life change. And it's also hard when, you know, you're mentioning going back into corporate. That's also just something to consider when you're out of the game, you know, or yeah, I a totally founder, agree. business owner for X amount of years. And then you try and go back into corporate. It's hard to. Oh. Yes. <laughs> they were like, what? Explain. Yeah. All the things that you've done. It's like, now what I have. What was I thinking? <laughs> right. All of those. Yeah. It's hard. Well, Pam, thank you so much for being on the show. If anyone wants to find you or definitely want to find your books, like where would be the best place to, to search for you? Yeah. I have my website, pamdinner.com. And I'm also Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and um so if you are looking for me, you can actually find me in all social media platform except TikTok. Yeah. I haven't found my dance yet. So yeah, once please, I get, get my TikTok. dance down. Okay, perfect. Right, I'm okay. following. <laughs> I can't wait to see them. 
So yeah, uh, search, uh, just Google search Pam Dinner and you should be able to find me. Otherwise, my email address is hello at pamdinner.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Yay. Well, thank you for listening to Savvy Books and Blessed. If you would love to be on our podcast, definitely head to prosavvyas.com. We have episodes coming out weekly, so we can't wait um, for you guys to listen to them. Definitely subscribe, like, and comment, and we can't wait for next time. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Book, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.